Yes, this is the first episode where I have a co-host. And because this is the first time I'm doing it like this, I don't have an intro. I don't have anything, but this is a new version of Cream. Okay? I'm I'm just I'm just out here doing things. You guys know I'm real OCD with things having to be prepared and they have to be on point, okay? All right, yeah, so I'm trying new things. I'm trying new things, okay? It's outside of my Capricorn self, but we're here. <laughs> I got big squeeze in the building. What you up, know, he, can't, he came on camera with his shirt off trying to d'angelo me earlier you know oh i was i was feeling mad sexy man i had to turn the sexiness down a little bit you know what i'm saying smoke alarms <laughs> in the you, building oh my gosh he said you guys weren't ready for his sexiness so he's got to ease you with it wasn't see this is the thing i i don't i don't, I, I got enough going on stalker wise i don't need your fan base coming in here trying to invade my inbox i don't need that right now oh okay so my yeah. fan base invading your inbox. Yeah. I don't know now. My fan base, I think, is just dudes. Oh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. <laughs> no, I have some ladies, too. I have some ladies, too. I think my fan base is like 65, 35 dudes to ladies. So it's 35% of the ladies are hopping at DMs. Oh, Rig it on 35. I'll take it on that. That's enough so I can handle <laughs> So, before we get into what we're going to talk about today, tell everyone a little bit about yourself, and uh, we'll get started. If you ain't familiar, get familiar. I go by the name of Big Squeeze. I am uh, a radio host, um, DJ, uh, podcast host, all of the above in Cleveland, Ohio, the Northeast Ohio area, the state of Ohio, the whole Midwest region, in the United States of America. This is what I do. All right, so all you got to do is have an opinion, and um, I can validate that, or I can let you know how wrong you are. That's what I do. I'm in control of everything, and everything is run by me. <laughs> <laughs> That sound that is spoken like a true Capricorn. You can yeah, give man. me your opinion. I will let you know how wrong you are. That is yeah. to a T. It's like you I know mean, what? We know, nice. we know better. Exactly. You know what's crazy though? It's like we are really nice people, even though people think we aren't. They think we're assholes, but we're not assholes. It's just the fact that we're very direct and we're nice That's enough to allow you to to speak your opinion. It's like we will politely allow you to speak your opinion. And then we'll tell you where you're wrong, politely. And, and that's the thing. It's like I'm not trying to ruin your day. I'm not trying to prove my dominance. I'm just, I'm the one that's correct. So it's like, why should I not have the final word? I know what's exactly. right. And not just, not only that, they need to understand that we are trying to help them be better. We want I, them to be better. Listen, Cream, what, what it is is that we should start charging an appearance fee because mm-hmm. our presence alone is the thing that, you know, creates the energy. And once yeah. we create that energy, we allow others to be more creative. We allow others to be more inspired. We allow others to finally have correct answers because that type of stuff rubs off when we're around. I don't, exactly. I don't know, man. Our presence brings value wherever I agree, we are. Man. I agree. You know that's I mean? why we began. That's why we started year off and we ended. That's what that we need. They need us. 
Beginning of the end. I tell everybody that all the time. Like we we are the beginning of the zodiac and we are the ending of the zodiac. You can't do anything without coming across Capricorn. Period. So okay? we, I, I like to say this. We celebrate Christmas and don't forget the real meaning. That's Jesus' birthday. <laughs> Christmas is also a Capricorn season. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> If Jesus was a Capricorn, you got to respect Capricorns. That's all I'm saying. I mean, you got to. You have to, period. Like, at the end of the day, you have to respect us. And that's the reason why this joining together for this episode and maybe future oh, episodes man. was a perfect match. Oh. I mean, why not? Can't do no better. You can't do any better than this. Like, seriously, mm-hmm. squeeze cream, oh. that evil dance together. Squeeze the cream. I was it gonna say cream, good. please, but that don't that don't yeah. No, that, that's a little but, bit. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of yeah, nasty. Yeah, we yeah, we're not trying to get the podcast taken down. It's a whole other website. <laughs> I mean, a totally different website. So, those of you out there, if you're wondering like how Squeeze and I met, like we met a really long time ago. Um, it was a charity event. He was the host of that event, and from there. Because I do a lot of stuff in entertainment, um, Squeeze does a lot of stuff in entertainment. He's a musician as well. I was doing a lot of stuff with artists, and we have just stayed in touch ever since then. And he was kind of awesome. Yeah, like yeah. you know, I, I was cool. for a long time. I was kind of trying to hide when I would see you in places, and you know, it's just kind of like man, she she wants me to know that I I'm seen by her. And it's like, okay, fine. You see me, I see you. What are we doing? And, you know, after a lot of long paragraphs, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of tears, we've come to the place where, you know, we're able to coexist now. So I'm glad we're here. If you guys guys a gift and a curse, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You're absolutely right. And because of that gift and curse, that I possess, that's why you're here. So thank you. Thank you for acknowledging uh, that. I appreciate you. you. I appreciate so you for arrogant. doing that for me. So arrogant. <laughs> we are. We are. And we have a reason to be. So today's topic, <laughs> guys, if you saw our promo video, then you know we're going to be discussing the Simone Biles situation over in the Olympics over in Tokyo and um, the baby and T.I., and the last thing that we're going to be talking about is the versus battle. So if you guys have been under a rock, you should already have some type of idea what yeah. these topics, you, have a, you know, are you all about. You have an opinion idea. on most of these, too. You should. You definitely mm-hmm. should. But it starts with Capricorn opinion. It ends with Capricorn opinion. So we're going to give you our opinion on these topics. So just what, the facts. Exactly. So I, what... Here are some of the things that I'm just going to start with what has annoyed me with the Simone Biles situation. So, first of all, I would like for people to stop thinking that these gymnasts are babies. These are grown women. Yeah. That's number one. I think a lot of people, and, and I'm not saying that this gives them um, a pass to do so, but adults don't respect children as much as they should. And if someone thinks you're a child, they feel like they can talk to you any kind of way. So I think that's very true. Number one, 
Most people think that these gymnasts are 12-year-old little girls. Simone Biles is 24 years old. I don't know if yeah. I ever viewed it that way. That's, that's crazy you said that, though, and it's, it's factual. Like, you can easily mistake her for being an underage child, and she is yeah. very much an adult woman, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And a very successful adult on top of that. Exactly, and I think that some of the disrespect that people had towards her is because, albeit she's four foot eleven, she's a four foot eleven woman. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I think that some of the disrespect came from the fact that they think she's a little girl. Also, and and because of that, and the reason why I say this is because a lot of times people think that kids do not understand life enough to make decisions for themselves. So I think that some people were feeling like, who is this little girl making a decision of whether or not she's going to flip, split, and do somersaults? Like, you're a kid, you're representing the country, do your job. Do you, do you think it's um, harder to be on a worldwide scale in 2021 versus, you know, like when Jackie joined the Kersey and all them people were in Olympians? Yes, I think so. Because yeah. because of social media, people have more access to yeah. speaking their opinion, and they put it under the guise of freedom of speech. But I don't think yeah. that people have actually read the definition of freedom of speech. It doesn't include defamation of character. There's a exactly. lot of things that the freedom of speech does not include. And I think people think because we live in America and we have something called freedom of speech and freedom of press, that that means that you, we have a free-for-all to say whatever it is that we want to say, but there are rules that go to freedom of speech. Exactly. I think people feel like uh, just because they have freedom of speech, they don't have consequences for the things that they say out of their mouth. So it's like you do have the right to say that, but I do have the right to rebuttal. You know what I'm saying? However that rebuttal comes your way. And, right. and I think another thing we're sleeping on with Simone Biles is that, you know, like, you know, we're based in, we based in Northeast Ohio. So if we have an embarrassing moment or an accomplishment or whatever the situation is, it's really going to stay within two or three counties. Her, any type of thing she got going on is worldwide. And it's like, even if you're popular and you have a a, a, a nice fan base and you got 10,000 people on Twitter, that ain't got nothing to do with the hundreds of millions of people who got all eyes and an opinion on her. So that, that's hard, man. Exactly. And the other thing that bothered me is the fact that people were comparing her to LeBron James and football players, just these gigantic grown men. And right. Michael Jordan, and it's like I get it, but at the same time, but you kind of have Michael, to. Though. No, yes and no. And the reason why I say yes and no is because LeBron James isn't risking his life every time he dribbles the ball. Yeah. You know, the closest thing that could happen to him, as far as getting hurt, is dunking and coming down the wrong way. Yeah, I give you that. With with Simone Biles, literally, she's throwing her herself in the air, fifteen feet in the air, with certain G forces, flipping, twisting, and doing all these acrobatics in the air, and she has to land on her feet. 
if she lands wrong, she could die. You don't land wrong and die in basketball. And she is only four foot eleven. Like we can't exactly. you know, forget that. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. That is, that is hard. Know. But she she's like she's such a beast though. It's like you gotta compare her to beastie people. You can't yeah. you can't compare her to the greatest Olympians because those Olympians aren't like extraordinary athletes in our opinion. Like they they yeah. are they are extraordinarily accomplished, but we don't appreciate them the same way. Like, even when, when Bruce Jenner was a man, we didn't appreciate Bruce Jenner the way we appreciated LeBron or, let's say, somebody of, of that decade, Bill Russell or something. We always saw them as bigger and better people. Yeah. Well, that's because we only see Olympians on their stages every four years. Exactly. So, you know, you have to wait to see their greatness. And we could see a Bill Russell or a LeBron James or a Michael Jordan every season. So well, I, I understand. Think, oh, go ahead. I think beyond that, too, since we only see them every four years, we don't get to see their progress, right? So we don't get to right. see how much better they got from last year or the year before. We got to just kind of take everybody word for it and assume that they improve. Right, exactly. You can grow with you them. Don't, Exactly. And you don't get to see the hard work and effort that they put into their sport and their abilities because, like you said, like, unless they put it on social media, but, you know, the media is always following around the latest football player, you know, the popular basketball player, baseball player. We see their workouts. We see them all the time. But what I was going to say was I don't have a problem with her being compared with the GOATs, but I just have a problem with them saying, like, oh, Michael Jordan – he played in the finals with the flu, whereas in the movie it said that he had a hangover, but we're not going to talk about that. But they were saying, like, oh, he had the flu, as if comparing having the flu to possibly breaking your neck is the same. That's what I mean by the comparison. Like, those are two different things. I All he had to do was hydrate. She had to not break her neck. Like, it's two different things. <laughs> But does that go back to us not having a, a clear understanding of how hard our job is? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we, it's, it's tough as hell, but we don't know. And that's because she's so good at it. They, they don't even, they're, uh, they're not even able, they don't even have a grading scale high enough to grade what she that's does. That's another part of it, right. And she's so good at it that we're used to her being good at it, that when she can't do it, it's like, what? What do you mean? You're Simone Biles. Just flip, twist, and land. Like, what are you talking about? I think I think once she retires, we're going to be able to have to, you know, we're going to see it then. It's kind of like yeah. um, when LeBron left. It's like, you know, we going to the finals every year. We got used to it. And then when yeah. he left and we ain't seen the playoffs since, it's kind of like, damn, I, I missed that. And I missed the watch parties. I was just talking about that today. Huh. Like, I... The fact, like, when I watched the playoffs and the finals this season and saw all the people gather outside of their arena, I was like, oh, I don't to do that. Uh. You know, we got so, it was so spoiled. We was just kind of like, who are we going to play in the finals this year? It was like, right. we were just trying to figure out who it was. We, we knew we were there already. Exactly, exactly. We already knew we were there. So I think that's the way that we treat Simone Biles. Also, I don't like the fact that everyone was dismissing her mental health and pretending as if she needed to just um, flip through it. Again, her job is dangerous. 
You know what I mean? People were literally telling her, flip through it. It's like, you could bear, what do you mean flip through it? You can't I even think, skip or, it's people I who don't even know how to jump rope that had an opinion on her. She shouldn't, take that, she shouldn't take that personally, though, because, and the reason I say this, even though it's very wrong and it's very stupid, I don't think she should take it personally because I don't think we uh, give anybody their proper respect when it comes to mental health as a country. Like, I don't think the country respects mental health as they should, period. So I don't think it's just her. I think they would have dismissed anybody. Oh, definitely, definitely. And we have to do better. We have to I do agree. better. But it was just like the sheer number of people that were just dismissing her mental health. And it's like, this is why people are in this state, because we keep okay. dismissing their mental health. Let me let me play devil's advocate though. Let me let the me devil, say the I'm, devil doesn't need an advocate. He's already the devil. Oh well, okay, you're right. That's a fact. <laughs> let let me just play the other side there. How about okay. I'm a huge Olympic fan. I love the Olympics, and I've been waiting four years to see her. She finally come back, and now I don't know if I have to. I'm in a position where I have to be. As a fan, I, I have to put my feelings aside and 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 be a human, which is hard because it's like I'm not I'm not seeing her as Simone Biles, the gymnast or the person. I'm seeing her as my favorite athlete. I don't care if she's sick, her leg hurt. I want to see my favorite athlete. So it's kind of the selfishness is not from a bad place with all people. I think it's just a matter of, damn, now i got to wait four more years to see this? I, I don't oh, What am I going to do for four more years? And, uh, and another thing is, can you be sure that people are not faking this whole mental health thing? Like, some people fake it to get out of, let's say let's say I had a bad game. Wait, wait but, some, but Simone is, a, is an elite athlete. An elite I, I'm not athlete. saying her personally. And, an elite athlete is is so like winning is their life. I right. feel like someone at her caliber, like her, Naomi Osaka, Serena Williams, people that play at their high caliber of sportsmanship, I feel like if they tell you they can't do it, they can't because they are they are so competitive that they just wouldn't make up a reason not to compete. And I win. agree. I agree. I don't think she was faking at all, just to be clear. But what I'm saying is, let's say, let's say this goes over well, and this is it's just thoroughly accepted that every athlete tell us they having a bad day, they need a mental health day, you know, whatever. How do we know they just didn't have a bad game, and now that's an excuse? Because now this is an excuse that we have to accept now. So everybody, somebody's going to abuse it as everything. Well, it's already being abused because people shoot people and say they have mental health issues all the time. Yes, that's true. So if you're going to allow true. shooters, and I'm sorry for anybody that's triggered by this, I apologize, I'm not taking lightly. You know, if, any, if anybody's ever been involved or a family member, I'm just saying, in this country we have allowed mass shooters to use mental health issues as That's their true. reason for doing what they did. And if people are going to let them get off for that, then mm. we definitely can allow an athlete 
who basically she, volunteers yeah. their time and their talent to entertain That's us. That's what I'm about to say. She don't owe us we nothing. We can definitely allow them the opportunity to take a mental health break, and they have the money to go to counseling, and maybe there can be some protocols set in place for athletes, like, hey, I'm having a mental, I need a mental health day. Okay, cool. Go see this, the doctor, whatever, whatever. They have doctors for everything else when it comes to athletes. They need to have that in place as well because that does take a toll on you mentally having to perform at such a high caliber all the time. Like, even in practice, you got if you listen to Sports Talk Radio, they even come and dissect the players and the athletes' performance in practice. So you have to be right. at peak. You have That's to be at peak playing uh, condition. There's no downtime when you're an athlete. Like you got cameras when you're practicing. You have cameras in your face when you're on the court. You never have downtime when it comes to you having to be at the the top of your game. Well, I mean that. That's just that's the idolization of the athlete in the United States, though. Like, we love the athlete more than we love the person who saved our mother's life in surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, thank you. Good looking, bro. Our show's going to cover that. Let me go buy this LeBron jersey, though. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? Hey, you, you need to go buy a custom doctor's jacket. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, a, a stethoscope, whatever it's called. Stethoscope. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, or look, why don't you have a diamond encrusted apple and you know, saying I'm I'm out here representing my teacher, you know? You see what I'm saying? Anything's yeah. like we we don't we don't praise our real idols. We praise the we people don't. who don't give a damn about us. Well, we make the wrong people idols. That's what we do. Anyway, people shouldn't have idols in the first place. But I know a lot of people had um, opinions about Simone Biles. First of all, as a black woman, and she's a black woman, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's not about race. But the thing about it is that unless you it's walk in the shoes, it is. Unless you walk in the shoes of a black woman or just minorities in general, you will never understand what it's like to be us. So as a right. black woman, seeing people attack her and seeing people not take her serious, people saying there's nothing wrong with her, it triggered things in me as being a black woman and not being believed in certain situations like that. And you have this stigma over your head as a black woman, and you're always seen as aggressive. You're always seen as all these negative things all while you are performing higher and better than everyone else. Everyone mm. else. You know what I mean? Like, we are doing better than everyone. We are carrying the team. And then That's when we fact. decide we no longer want to carry the team, now everyone's mad at us. Like, we don't even matter to you. But now we matter because we stopped carrying the team. And you act like it was an invisible line there that you couldn't see how important my position was until I decided that I wanted to quit or take a break. And that the, the, the is thing what about it feels that, like though, to be a black woman. It's weird because I actually, I, I, I'm with you 100% on that. I mean, because, like, I'm 35. Growing up, I've never had dudes I could depend on all the time. Like, I always had to depend on the women in my life. So... For, for me to say 30 years later and we still don't truly accept that black women holding it down, I think that's kind of messed up. So I do feel y'all. I, I do feel y'all pain. That's kind of yeah. messed up. Well, I, 
I appreciate that appreciation because oh, you know, that's where, for us, that's why it was more of a race thing. And then, you know, she's like, oh, it's not about race. But it is. It is. It is. It always will be. It just is what it is. You just got to hey, deal with it. So, black, women, like, black women get on my nerves sometimes, too, but you better respect them, though. That's for damn sure. Thank you. We Listen, I know we can be, I know we can be hard to deal with at times. Wow. I, I can admit that. But that's our makeup, and that's what makes us even more beautiful. So, like we said, everyone has an opinion. Doesn't make your opinion right. You have The thing that people have to understand is, is that you have a right to have an opinion. You don't have the right to always say what you feel, but you do have a, a right. right to have an opinion. So, speaking of having a right to have an opinion, but not having the right to say what you always feel, it segues into our next topic, which is the baby and T.I. Oh, These guys man. always have an opinion, and they think that they're free to say that opinion out loud all the time. So let me just start with this. This is what I, let me start with this first. <laughs> let me say this first. It is apparent that a lot of people. You okay? This this is how I want to phrase this. You can tell the people who send their significant others and friends and people that they're angry at long ass text messages, and the person they send the the message to always responds with the letter K, or they leave them on red, and in their mind, they like, F this, I'm never texting them again, but then they get, then you take them back, you get yep. mad again, you send them another book, you know they're not going to read it, and the cycle continues, that's exactly the relationship that all these people have with Boosie, the baby, and T.I. People will get online and write long-ass statuses, long-ass Everybody will get on their podcast, they'll get on their YouTube channels, they'll make these videos, they'll get on social media, talk about and make these long videos about how angry they are at the baby, how angry they are at T.I., how angry they are at Boosie. And guess what Boosie, the baby, and T.I. keep doing? Leaving everyone on red. They don't care. They're making hits, man. Listen, T.I. said... The other day, while on a boat in Italy with his wife celebrating their anniversary, he said, <laughs> I don't have to rap anymore. I don't have to make another movie. I don't have to work ever again in my life. I have enough money to live and do nothing. He said, my money makes money for me. I wish people would understand that when people make enough money, you cannot cancel someone who's rich. That's, and, and, and even beyond that, it's like if if you want to cancel somebody, right, you got to understand that counseling somebody is long-term and it's a serious commitment. And most people on the Internet don't have it. Counseling will never work. Like, it's a week and a half tops, and we done. Because <laughs> after that, like I said, social media has caused people to have the shortest attention spans ever. So once they stop seeing other people talk about these guys, they will stop until they do something else that pisses every, everyone off, then they talk about them again. The way to cancel people is to ignore them, not write dissertations. 
Exactly. Not make videos about them. Because All they're doing is in their streams. <laughs> I wish people would understand the way that social media works. The way that social media works in influencing, people get paid off of their influence. When these companies look at influencers' numbers, it doesn't separate the yep. hate comments from the love comments. It just notices that this person's video got 100,000 comments and 3 million views. They're like, oh, my yep. gosh, this person is popping. This person's name has been trending for months. So this person yep. is a hot commodity. The more you, okay, you, this is what people got to understand. It's even with Kim Kardashian. They don't, they still haven't learned these people's strategies. Kim Kardashian, before she drops anything, she will pop up with cornrows, box yep. breaks. She'll pop up with this super dark tan, and she'll do a photo shoot for no reason. Did the picture get leaked? <laughs> And all of a sudden, she looked like a black woman, and it says Kim Kardashian all over it. But you don't see the pictures released anywhere else. But all of a nope. sudden, these quote-unquote blackfish pictures have surfaced. Everyone's mad at her again for the same thing that she does all the time. And then what happens after that? She releases a new something. And then she goes back, and then she goes, because if you really think about it, no one really talks about her until she does something to make them talk about her. That's a fact. She's she, kind of boring now. So it's like she got to do something to bring that energy back. Yeah, but she, she knows. But the thing is, is that she doesn't have to because she's already wealthy. She's at home living within her wealth. She, until you know, she has to she because she's addicted to fame. But but the thing is, she saves it now. Like, she's older, so she understands the game. She saves it until she needs people, until she needs to drop something that she needs you to pay attention to. Whether Whatever it is, whether it's something yeah. positive, whether it's a product or a clothing line, she saves her attention for when we need views on our show or whatever the heck it is. And people right. play into it all the time. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe she has cornrows. Why can't you believe it? She's warned them a hundred other times, and you were mad all the other hundred times, and you think she doesn't know that we don't want her to wear cornrows? She knows. Well, that's the thing. It's fake outrage, right? So I forgot I was mad, and then I'm not even realizing that I am mad until I noticed that I saw, like, 60% of my timeline talking about the same thing. So it's like, hold yeah. on, let me jump in on this and. And, and and show my frustration right now before this is not cool no more to talk about. Exactly. Exactly. And I feel like that's what most people are doing when it comes to this the baby situation. And I feel like that's what people oh, always they, do when it comes to T I and, and Boosie. Like we all know T I is gonna have an opinion on almost everything. Like at this point, we should just go to his page after a debacle happens and wait for him to go live. Just look at because, it, get it out the way, and keep it moving. Exactly, <laughs> we know what's going to happen. And people continuously act shocked, like, oh, my God, I can't believe T.I., supercalifragilisticexpialidociously said that. <laughs> it's like, what? Who always says things like that? Where have you been? One thing about this one in particular, though, is Tip. Tip ain't even like, this had, like, so little to do with T.I. It was crazy. He just kind of just inserted himself in this one. Like, yeah, I I got something to say, y'all. Put the camera over here. 
And he just went in for a minute. <laughs> it's like, all right, thank you, T.I., but who the fuck even asked you, bro? Like, see you later, man. I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like T.I. spent too much, too much time confusing people versus trying to accomplish his goal. Because it's like one minute you are Al Sharpton, either hip-hop Al Sharpton, you're doing the right thing for us, and then you turn into the real Al Sharpton. And it's like, which one are you going to be, man? You going to be the dude who act like you care about us or the dude who do the, the real Al Sharpton stuff? But you know what? It goes back to what you said about the athletes. Like, we idolize the wrong people, and no one should exactly. ever be idolized. And exactly. I think that when that happens, that's when people get thrust into these positions that they should have never been in in the first place. And some people can handle that. And some people can't. And some people take that and it just becomes this huge part of them where they feel like their savior needs to step in and say something for the people. And I feel like that's kind of where T.I. is right now. It's like, what? My people need me to speak. It's like, nah, we don't. Since the, the internet nominated him to be like the official black spokesperson, he automatically feel like we're not waiting on him. We're not giving him permission to speak because we're waiting on him. We're taking his lead. Like yeah. we're waiting on our president to give us our next move. Which direction yeah. should we lean? And I feel like yeah. T.I. T.I. is a rapper. If we just continue to remember him at his core, he is a rapper, and that's what he is. Stop taking advice from your rapper. Stop getting political or religious relief from your rapper. Take that mm-hmm. to the people that you're supposed to take it to. That's why they have right. those titles. So I think it's exactly. like, as long as we stop giving these opinions merit, I mean, as long as we continue to give them merit, they're going to continue to do it. I don't think... I don't think the baby gonna ever. I don't think they can cancel him. He's like too hot right now. People care about you know dancing way more than opinions. They really do, especially in our community. Because at the end of the day, um, I'm not saying I agree with him saying what he said. Because he really could have just got on stage and said, "Sisters, how y'all doing? Brothers, how y'all feel?" <laughs> yeah, he could have switched up real quick. Yeah, and then when it was time to leave, he could have just been like, all right, everybody put your phones in the air if you love the baby. Everybody put your hands in the air if you feel like, don't know why. You know, if he could have said, put put your phones in the air if y'all feel like, hey, nobody fuck with the show, with the baby show, put your phones in the air. Everybody, the whole crowd would have erupted because, honestly, the baby is one of the better performers of all the new rappers that we have right now. He really is. He really is. And I, I feel... Aside from his personality, I feel like he really and truly needs to think about how important he is to the culture right now as opposed to his opinions and his arrogance to... But see, he's a Capricorn too, which is sad because we do think we (laughs) always have to just say what we feel. And that's (laughs) it. And it was like, we could just shut up sometimes, too, but we don't. You know what I'm exactly. saying? I get it. He, I know. He's, like, he's the sour part of the sour. Like, you know, they say sour patch kids are sour, then sweet. He can't get off the sour part of the Capricorn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I really wish 
he could just really see how great he is. And he knows how great he is because he talks about it all the time. But the fact that he is the bet one of the better performers of this generation of artists his videos his artistry his creativity the thing that holds him back has always been his his antics has always overshadowed his um how great he is how dope he is as a creative i think we also as a, as americans though we need to make up our mind like who are the type of people that we're going to be mad at because it's like, I love, the baby is clearly one of the top streaming rappers and like his reputation preceded him before we even knew who he was. Like before I knew who he was really, I knew this was the nigga who killed somebody at Walmart. That was the mm -hmm. first thing I knew about the baby. So with that being said, a gangster rapper do some gangster shit after he's a celebrity and now we don't like it no more. So it's like, what do you expect from this guy? I, I don't know what you were expecting to hear from this man, the gangster dude who killed somebody already and talk about it all the time. That nigga, you wanted some sensitive shit from that nigga? Like, I don't understand. What, what were you expecting? And we can say the same thing for Boosie and T.I. It's like, they exactly. clearly told you where they come from and who they are. And that's I tell this is something that I live by. When people show you who they are, believe them. Yes, most, people, most people show you exactly who they are, and they show you over and over and over again, and you seem to not believe them. These guys have showed us who they are more than once, and we continue to give them the opportunity to baffle us. It, and it's like you said, fake outrage. It's like fake surprise. Like, oh, what? Like, what do you mean? What? I, I don't believe it. <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> I, we can constantly are befuddled. Like, are you serious? It's the baby. <laughs> he always talks like this. I also feel like um, since his brother died, I feel like he just stopped giving a care about everything. Yeah, he did give that's away. what I thought, yeah. You know but what I, I mean? I, I, I feel like, um... And that's not making an excuse for what he said at all, but I just feel like... I feel like that no, plays a part. But I think he got the worst people around him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he don't have anybody that's saying, yo, calm the fuck down, bro. You fumbling the bag. Relax. Yeah. He don't have nobody telling him that. It's like um, he got nothing but yes men around him, and I, I don't know if I, I don't know how much you can continue with that mentality when the dumb type of people in your in your back having you know, your back I, because like if you got those type of people helping you, what about the enemies? Like they already <laughs> got intent on hurting you, and the people who are supposed to be helping you are hurting you. You don't have nobody keeping you above water. Yeah. And I also think that um, some of the accountability also falls on him because I feel like the baby is the Hell type of yeah. person that, does, that doesn't listen to anybody. And I feel like he has people because there are older dudes that are part of his label. And I feel like those OGs have talked to him and, I, and he just doesn't listen. Like I remember when he got into that last big situation, I remember Diddy asking him to come out to L.A. Yeah. I so he that. could talk to him, and he basically was telling 
the baby exactly what we were saying. He's like, dude, you got it. You're already here. You yeah. are this generation's person, but don't you got to stop up, all this. He says, don't fuck it up. And for a minute, the baby actually took heed to that. That's why I said I really think his brother passing away did something to him. I think it just erased a lot of his feelings, and he just doesn't care. Like, I really feel, you know, some people, they do everything. It's like self-sabotage. I feel like that is where he is when his brother passed. It was like he was on this whole self-sabotage. He put out a few videos, and I don't know if they're still out, but, you know, people screen record everything. And I remember him just saying, like, what's the point of continuing to do this if my brother is not here? He was one of the main reasons that I was Mm. doing it. You know, so that goes back to what we were saying about mental health. If mental health was a big deal, as it should be, we're getting there, but we're not there yet. Because having, right. we're, a lot of people, I've had mental health conversations with a lot of people that I've done interviews with. I feel like if it was even more important, when he went through all this, when he did, what he, when he killed that person at Walmart, he should have gone to therapy. When Things that happened to him that he raps about has happened to him. Like, as soon as he got money and people around him that say they care about him, they should have put him in therapy. They but you know what therapy. mental health is? Mental health when you're in the hood, therapy, mental health and therapy don't kind of, it don't, it don't coexist. Like, and that's don't why have... I said now that he has money and he's around new people, you get what I'm like. I get that it doesn't happen. No, but I'm saying he got all these years of that mentality though. Like it's hard to. Yeah. Now he got to he got to shake that off because for years and years his therapy was, hey, shake that shit off, nigga. You know, get the, you know what I'm saying? Right. Let's drink. Let's turn up. Yeah. yeah. Hit this blunt, nigga. That shit over with. That 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 is your therapy. Right. That was therapy. Yeah, but exactly, and that's why I said now that he's in a new circle. This new circle has been wealthy for a minute, so they know better. So now you yeah. are supposed to be his new OGs because he does look up to these people. It's their job. We are our brother's keeper, and I want us to think this way. We're so busy saying, ah, and nigga, my responsibility. But yes, that, he is. That goes back to knowing better and still doing what you feel like. Okay. But like you said, yeah. all three of us are Capricorns, and and I got a perfect example for you because I know you've done this. I've did, I've just recently did this shit. You ever send a message? You about to, you, you type a message, you read it over, you like, man, I ain't about to send this shit. And then you say, you know what? I'm cool. Ten minutes later, you still type that mug up and send it anyway. I don't care. I know better. I don't give a fuck. But nigga, I'm sorry. You about to feel me. You got and it's like he got to he got to shake it off. You got to learn that it don't matter. It ain't worth it. I know better, and I still do it. But, I don't know what's wrong with me. But you know what, though, squeeze. That's what I said about being your brother's keeper. He, if you notice that your brother hasn't learned how to shake it off, and you have a solution, that's when you step in. And stepping yeah. in isn't yeah. saying. Hey, nigga, cut that shit out. Like, cut that, saying that is the same as telling him to shake it off. It's no different. Right, right. Sometimes you physically have to lead that person where they need to go. Telling someone mm. to just go to therapy doesn't mean that they know how to get there. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have sometimes to say, 
Let's go to therapy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's somebody like a Diddy or somebody that's been there, done that, to say, hey, dude, let me tell you about some of the things I've overcome and how I got to be a billionaire. I did right. this, I did that, and I went to therapy, or I did these, medit- whatever, whatever it is, that helped me cope with all the trauma and the PTSD that I lived with from being a product of the hood. Right. These are all the things that I did to overcome all traumas that I experienced in the hood, the PTSD that I have from things that happened from growing up. And this is what's helped me stay alive. This is what's helped me cope. I was in the news for this. I used to be in the news, too, because a lot of kids don't realize that Dr. Dre, Diddy, all of them, Jay-Z used to be in the news for popping off, too. Stabbing people, beating people up. It's just... Exactly. They had cases before. Really? Most of these, this generation was either born or before this generation yep. was old enough to understand. It's just now you see them where they are, but they were going through things too. And if they sit him yep. down and say, let me show you all the things that was in the news about me. And this is how I overcame that. You yeah. can't, for people like the baby, you can't just talk at him and expect him because he's arrogant. He has found a way to, like you said, he's found a way to self-cope. And that's by not giving a fuck. Like, yeah. When you don't give a damn, it don't matter. <laughs> like, you can't, can't do nothing to me. I don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> no. And that's why I said, I feel like right now a lot of people that make videos and make these conversations, I'm not saying that everyone that does it doesn't care about the LGBTQIA community and women and all the other distasteful things that, you know, are attached to T.I., Boosie, and the baby. I'm not saying everyone's doing this, but I do feel like a, a big percentage of people that talk about these guys constantly online is just for uh, likes, comments, and to go viral. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Because, you know what I mean? Because how many videos can you make about one person and everything that's going on? If you don't care, then don't care. If you want right. this person to be canceled, cancel them by not caring, by moving on to a different topic. But you're going you're gonna to continue to see it as long as it's trending. As long as it's hype right now, it's going to always be. And you know the crazy part about all of this? It's like the baby, I'm not saying he don't deserve no punishment. I, I, I think he does. But it's like, okay, he said something at a festival about he, he spoke his opinion on something at a festival and it was on the line. But compare that accusation to the accusation that Tory Lanez is facing, right? And it's like yeah. this dude baby then caught ten times the the, the drama Tory Lanez caught. Tory Lanez is chilling like, look, I ain't got nothing to do with it. Whatever. I'm glad this nigga getting lit up, not me. It's crazy right. right now. Or the fact that people are literally going this hard again. I don't agree with what he said. You know, I'm an ally for the LGBTQIA community. Exactly. I but, just feel like the punishment should fit the crime, man. It's like, well, what I, what I was going to say was, he, there was an allegation where he recently slapped a black woman, and nobody, I'm not saying no one cared, people talked about it, but it wasn't to this level. If you guys were no. going to cancel him, you should have canceled him for hitting a, a woman. And we would have never even saying. got We would have never even got to the festival. 
compare those things. You got the lady, the lady getting slapped. You got a lady getting shot, and you got a dude disrespecting gay people. And then the damn world kills him for the 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 words that he used versus the physical abuse that occurred in two other cases. Exactly. That's just how the game goes. Man, that just lets you know how much. About a black lady getting damaged at all, but you better not at say all. nothing about a about a gay dude. That shit ain't happening. Man, listen, that should just let you know how unimportant we are as black women to some people or to the world. They don't really care. It's like who got slapped. And, 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 oh. and I think you gotta take it all into consideration too, because okay, a black woman getting slapped, a black woman getting shot, nobody gives a fuck. But a black gay dude. The key word is gay, because if it was just a regular black dude getting stabbed or shot or slapped, nobody would still give a damn. The key word is the gay part. And that made everything way more powerful than it had to be. Or than it would have been. But you know what, though? I think that has to do with their community. And the. Yeah, strong. They're strong. It has to do with their community. Yeah, like, they put their foot down and let you know what they will and won't take. And that's something that we don't do as a black community. We don't stand together. Now, you will see those one-offs of people that are gay and say, well, I've seen a lot. I've seen a few gay people say, I'm gay, and I don't care what the baby said. He's like, I understood what he was saying. I don't have an issue with it. It is what it is. You're going to have those one-offs. But as a community... As a whole, the LGBTQIA, they stand together. Now, within that community, they do have things that need to be fixed. They do have racism within that community. But when it comes to fighting the world, they're going to come together. (laughs) I I propose that, you know, like you got the LBGT, all that. So, like, I feel like the B stands for bisexual, right? That, to me... That to me could definitely go in the gay category, and then we can replace the bisexual with black. So now if you disrespect black people, you're gonna get that same drama as you would if you were to disrespect a bisexual person. I say but we you do know that. Why? I agree with you, but you know why that would never happen? Because there's a lot of black people who don't accept LGBTQIA people, and they would oh, never say you know what? It's kind of like and that see, don't make sense to me. The reason I would accept it is because I I don't you know I personally don't give a fuck honestly. And it's like after I found out I had like gay cousins and shit, and my sister is even gay. So it's like why would I act like I don't fuck with my cousin or my sister? And I ain't about to act like that, so it's whatever. Go do your thing, man. I don't give a damn. As long yeah, as I get people off my ass, let's do it. <laughs> let's do I, it. Listen, I'm all for it, too. Let's let's sit down and talk to the LGBTQIA committee and see if we could join hands, but we probably would have to disown a whole group of black people that, you know, want to be yeah. homophobic. You know, well, yeah, because the like whole they're they're name associated with gay people. That's what it is. And it's like... But the thing about it is, is that they don't know that their name could be associated with a gay person, 
can, here's the thing that I just don't appreciate about heterosexual people. They cool. Right, though. But I'm saying, I feel like... Why would you say that shit? I don't care. Well, you know, I mean, it's girl-on-girl action. That's not always a bad thing, I guess. So I'm a girl. That would be different for me to say. But anyway... No, it is not. You're stupid. But... what I was going to say was, was that heterosexual straight people feel like gay people always have to announce themselves in order for them to feel comfortable with that person's sexuality. It's like you don't want to walk around announcing that you're straight, so why should gay people have to walk around announcing that they're gay in order for you to realize, in order for you to determine whether or not you want to stand right. with them? There's, that's right. stupid to me. Because if someone never told you their sexual preference and you went to work with them and that was your favorite work buddy and you guys found out you had a lot in common and then all of a sudden you find up. out their sexual preference and you're like, oh my God, hell to the no. I can't be associated with you. We are not cool. It's like, you know how stupid that sounds? I was just going to bring that up, man. I was cool with this gay dude at work, man. This nigga was funny as hell, man. He was, like, very gay, too. Super gay. But, like, yeah. nigga, that was part of our joke. Like, we clown you. You clown us. Like, nigga, you, you was cool. That was our work, dude. The nigga was home. He was cool, man. So, to me, right. I don't really care. Like, I don't think nobody will ever look at me and accuse me of being gay. So with that being said, but, I don't feel I don't feel threatened by chilling or hanging with like a gay dude. Like I'm not saying right. I want to go to the gay bar and then when it's all a bunch of gay people around, I just want to be in the mix. That ain't what I do. But at the right. same time, I ain't got no bad words for them. I ain't got you know I ain't trying to bring down what they got going on either. Right. They right. And the thing about it is, is that people act like being called gay is the worst thing on the planet. Like, okay. Exactly. That's what they are. Okay. <laughs> I'm mad at that. <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay. You know, people say, oh, that nigga gay. Okay. It's like, I if I know I'm straight, I'm not about to fight you hand to the nail and just, we going outside over this. It's like... <laughs> Exactly. Just don't call. Just don't be the opposite race and call me the N word. Then we'll fight. But people act like right. being, being called gay is like yeah. fighting words. It's like, all right. I think we, <laughs> oh, if people, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, we just have to. There's a lot of stuff we have to do better at. But in the black community, that's one of the things. And then we try. We try to I think gay dudes got like a gay dudes got like a weight limit though. So like I know I don't know choose me. Oh like, no, I, I, I'm it's not even thing. No, it's the first thing nah, in Chevy No, 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 even no. Come on, man. Come on, man. Chill, <laughs> 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 fat gay niggas, man. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't do that, man. <laughs> they don't all bro. Shoot. Nah, oh, yeah, I can't man. wait to show them. Look, man, I definitely gonna uh, hashtag LGBTQIA when I post that video of you with your shirt off. I can't wait. Oh, here you go, Crane, man. See, man, get off that <laughs> bullshit, man. <laughs> no, I'm just, messing, I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. But, <laughs> but, but speaking of jokes, if if you guys watched the versus battle last night, now I know Big Sleeves watched the versus battle because we were commenting back and forth last night. So I've been talking a lot. So I'm gonna let Squeeze. I'm gonna let Squeeze start out with his thoughts on the versus battle, and then I would give my thoughts on the versus battle. So you go ahead, Squeeze. Okay. So first and foremost, 
I just want to talk about the biggest, my my personal biggest moment of the night is when Cam was talking crazy. Cam was talking crazy about how, you know, uh, they, they had a Dipset better, Dipset got bigger hits, blah, blah, blah. And Kiss spit the fucking freestyle and dropped the mic. I swear to God, verses would have God forgive me. I swear, verses would have ended right there at that moment. I, I'd have been cool. I'm good. That was the in New to York, me, that verses, in New York. Crane, that verses was the fucking. I don't remember the last time I listened to hip hop had goosebumps and had a moment that I could take with me and say, "Damn, I love this shit." Like I was going crazy last night. I, I swear I'm going to watch that forever. That was the greatest moment I had from hip-hop in the last six, seven years. Easy. You know what, Squeeze? If this was like back in the day in the DVD era, I would I would oh. petition for them. I would petition oh. for them to put this versus battle on DVD. I would buy that shit, even if I could download I it for had free it on online. V- I would have recorded on the VCR. I would have had Listen. that. If this was them days, I would have had down the VCR last night. Trust me. Squeeze, I feel like they should take this versus battle and turn it into a Netflix special. Fuck I'm going to be real with you. I'm Just with the behind-the-scenes footage that we haven't seen yet and the post-footage yes. and the pre-game, that could be a real thing. That could be a doc. And then you could, like, they going on tour. So you can get even more what? footage and just turn it should into I, a thing. You know what? I'm a because I did a Swiss and Timberland. They probably gonna steal it and not give me credit. But let's not put that in the air. They gonna give me my credit. I, I'm we gonna pitch that. Give you yeah, For real? I'm gonna pitch that because I think that would be dope. Because I know I would watch that 100. percent Please, I'm telling you now. I would blow the dust off my old uh, DVD player. I would buy the <laughs> DVD to this. Just to say I bought it. Remember back in the day when you would buy a new CD just to say you had oh, it? Like, that's what, yeah. Dude, this right here felt like, remember when Jay-Z used to release his albums in the wintertime and you would roll your window down on the snowy day in November just so dudes would know you had that it? <laughs> exactly. That's what that, versus, that's what that versus felt like for me. It felt like getting that CD that dropped in November. Because, you know, we live in Northeast Ohio. It's going to be snowy in November. It's going to be cold in I November. I how much and you love pulling, cold, Cream. Cream, man, you, listen. We got a lot in common, Man, I love hope. Let, uh, wait, hold up. Cause you got, let me, okay, I'm going to have to skip over. When they hit Reservoir Dogs. You see what made me skip my point? Look, I have to say this when you brought up hope. When they did Reservoir Dogs. Do you understand, Squeeze? Do you understand how crazy I went? That's my one of my top favorite tracks. I love it. Listen, you know how many times I, when that song first dropped, how many times I replayed that song so I could get everybody's voice inflection, their breaths, their ad libs. What, what, (laughs) Daisy? Man, big things, big change, man. Ain't shit change. Good change in the four dot six frame. Shit, man. Switch lanes. Every time I hit switch lanes, bitch flip, bitch came. Flow with no cut. You take it in vain. So don't get me started. Cream in her bag. Cream in her bag. <laughs> I, I stumbled a little bit, but that's my shit. Listen. 
That versus battle. Yeah, Jay, Jay, oh, man. But listen, that versus Please. last night. If I had to ex- if I had to explain what loving what I, if I had to explain if somebody said what does it feel like to love hip hop, I would say okay. watch that versus let's, battle. Let's give them let's give them the recap. Let's just give them the recap from beginning to end. So okay, so okay, so I knew and, and I got some tweets and like Facebook posts to prove everything I'm saying. I knew from the beginning mm-hmm. that this set were in trouble. From the first performance, was was the first song I'm ready. I think, and it was mm, terrible. So. It was sloppy. It was terrible. It was a bad performance, and I put out like I did not like this performance, and it just kind of it just kind of set the tone for the night for this set. They didn't come out ready. They were not serious. Mm-hmm. They were just out here having fun, um, and I think Jada Kiss said, "You know what." I see this is the part that I think everybody's sleeping on. In the very beginning, when they did the record, they did it over with the vocals. I think Jada Kiss, knowing that Dipset got the larger catalog, the large per- the perception of having a larger catalog anyway. I think Jada Kiss knew that and put the narrative of this real hip hop what we're doing. Everything we're doing on this end is real hip-hop, and we're only doing it for y'all. So when he put the vocals out there, blasted them for not knowing their tracks, blasted them for not, uh, you know, being ready, it's like they already was taking a crowd. They taking moral victory, moral victory, moral victory, and that shit just just capitalized and worked for him. Jada knew what he was doing. That dude was strategic last night. Yes, he dismantled Dipset. He dismantled them, period. And he knew what he was I, doing. and you know what? He did. He knew what he was doing. And squeeze. I'm glad this happened because this is something that artists that are out. All the it's so many rappers out right now. They needed to see this because a lot oh, of rappers. Uh, and you put shows. You've hosted shows, and you've seen where rappers feel like they don't need to come to sound check. You've yep. seen rappers who show up yep. late because Cameron was late. You've seen rappers get on stage and think having a hundred dudes behind them make their show seem even harder. No, it doesn't. It just looks you, it makes it look look confusing. It makes you look dumb. And it just, it just, it looks unprofessional and your show just don't look right. And you're just standing there. You're just standing there. And the reason it makes you look dumb is because they were doing that shit 25 years ago. Try some new shit, bro. This 2021. That shit old. And you're a grown... You're a grown-ass man. Why do you need 20 dudes standing behind you? Get up here. I thought it was wrong. Do what you do. I thought it was wrong when I was watching Wu-Tang and No Limit do that shit in 96. I thought it was raw right. then. I don't think it's raw now. No, it's not. Because we're adults now. We're adults right. now. Right. At the end of the day, we're adults. And, that, and you could tell that the locks actually kick it with each other and still have respect for each other. And you can tell yeah. that Dipset, they live. They meet up in shows. They, they, you know what I mean? They meet, give each other that, and be like, yeah. you ready? Yeah, okay, cool. And they get on stage. Yeah. 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 That, you can tell the difference between people who prepare and people don't. And you can tell and that the Locks DJ knew them as people. I mean, like, you can oh tell. Oh, my God. You can tell he knows them. He like he knows Jason. He didn't know he knows Jada Kiss, but he also knows Jason. 
So he knew yes. how that nigga moved. Like that shit was crazy. Listen, <laughs> was crazy. a lot of artists, a lot of artists don't understand that your DJ is your hype man. Your DJ is supposed to be your hype man so that you don't have yeah. to get on stage and kill yourself. That's why the lots was able to hang to the end. Dipset was tired as hell because the DJ sucked. Like, your, you know who else has a, you know who else has a dope DJ? Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne and his DJ, their yeah. camaraderie, yeah. fire. That's why Wayne's shows are always fire because your DJ you know, his, name, his name is, um, his name is T. Lou. DJ T. Lou. I think so. Yeah, his, his yeah. DJ is fire. Like, your DJ should know when you're getting ready to be out of breath to, to know when to say something. Your group yeah. members should know when they when it's time for them to step in and have your back, not have you standing out there halfway out of breath, sweating about to die. Like, their DJ did what he was supposed to do. In the beginning, when Versus first started, let's shout out DJ Tech with Technician. DJ Tech did his job. Yep. Yeah, technician to DJ. Listen, I don't know who the other dude was, but they should have just let technician DJ the whole set, and they should always bring him back because he was killing it. He was fire at the beginning. Like you want to know why we don't know the other dude's name? Because when they were warming up for that hour, technician and DJ was the only one spinning records and keeping the crowd going. The, the, this and DJ yeah. didn't even do shit the whole until was, the show started. Because technician to DJ is actually an MC. He know you know what I mean? He knows how to move the crowd. He's a master of hey, ceremonies. He understands also, his he's, job. He's also Raekwon DJ, um, Ghostface DJ, and um I forgot who's else DJ. He's somebody else in Wu Tang though. So he and just he, he out has, here. There's so many lessons that came out of this versus battle. First of all, DJ should have taken notes from technician to DJ and understand how to move the crowd. Uh, they I should did. understand their importance of what the importance of being a DJ actually means. It's not just setting up your laptop and pushing buttons. It's actually knowing right. the craft of being a freaking DJ slash master of ceremonies. People think MC is like, oh, I spit. You do understand that that just stands for a master of ceremonies. You understand how to master the ceremony. That means you control the crowd. You control the exactly. ceremony. Okay? All right. Exactly. And then everybody was talking about the clothes. But, I mean, that's how Dipset dressed when they came out. I think because we're adults now, it just is like, what what are y'all wearing? But when we were kids, that shit was fire. It was. You know it, was it also... It shows that these niggas ain't have no growth, right? They still, they still living in 20, 2007, 2006. Man, yeah, because that's how Jewel's looked in the cover of his album with the do rag <laughs> and the. <laughs> Yo, I'm like these niggas look like they washed. These niggas like some washed now, up rappers. Jewel said he ain't washed. He got new teeth. He, he 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 put them bitches on display too, did he? <laughs> he kept cheese. And, and, and you know what? This was the craziest part. Okay, so you remember when Joels was trying to walk in between Styles and Jada when they was rapping, yeah. and, 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 yeah. and Jada Jada knocked his bandana off, and the crowd go, ooh. <laughs> okay, that part confused me because it was like, all right. The disrespect was there because he shouldn't have threw his bandana down. 
Right. But he threw down a blue bandana. I thought all I just said were bloods. So like, I'm confused. Well, like, this is the wrong color, right? I think that uh, Jim Jones is Treyway. I think it's just Jimmy. Yeah, just Jimmy. I don't know about Cam and everybody else, but Jimmy. Joel's was a super blood back in the day. It was hard to tell. He was always wearing red, white, and blue American flag clothes, so it's hard to tell what (laughs) Joel Santana was. (laughs) I thought he was a soldier. I was a patriot. (laughs) <laughs> Joel's man, I, I just feel like these niggas. This set, this set just need to grow with the times or stay away. Just come back and BET award specials and shit because it's like yeah, they you, got it. And you know what else? Again, like I said, there are so many lessons in this because when artists go into the booth, sometimes you have to think about: is this a performance track or is this just a radio track? Because not. All songs that are radio ready are performance songs. Exactly. And I think a lot of Dipset's music is just that. It's like hype music, but it's not necessarily performance music as a group, or at least they haven't convinced us that it's performance music. I just feel like as a unit, they haven't grown together. And you can tell, like, okay, Jim Jones is clearly the hardest working diplomat. But it's like yeah. there's not even there's not even nobody else who's even like close to him. I don't even know who I could compare him with because nobody else in Dipset is relevant in 2021 individually. Right. No, not individually. Not no, no, not at all. So Freaky Ziki, what do you think about his performance? I hate Freaky Ziki. I, I fucking. Freaky Zeke remind me of that that nigga with the half a mask and Saint Lunatics, man. I, I don't like yeah, that nigga, not, man. That, that's not Murphy Lee, is it? Slow no. down. Oh, that's his name. Slow down. Slow down. Just, yeah, that's his name. That's all he did was dance, right? Like what? I mean, Freaky, seriously, Freaky, Freaky, Freaky Zeke. And that big ass baby who be wearing the baby costume. They show like yeah, do yeah. like a video or something. I mean, he was on stage just jumping around with that hot ass valley jogging suit, and I was just like, "What are you doing, dude? Like, you making it work?" Why did he have a mic? Why did he have a microphone? I don't understand. It went squeeze. This is when I say that your man should take notes and he should take a hint. Like, how did exactly. Ziki not notice that his group was faltering and he was making it worse by? House of painted all over the stage. And, and, and my thing is, so why would y'all bring Freaky Zinky and not bring J.R. Ryder and not bring 40 Cal? Y'all Man. clearly needed the spinners tonight. Why didn't y'all bring these niggas? Because you know what? I'm not saying they don't Hell respect the locks, but that's when you don't, that's when you underestimate your opponent. When you think you just got it in the bag, they didn't even they didn't even bring their backups because they thought right. they had it in the bag because they were at home. They're like, we're at did home. You, so they thought they had it in the how, bag. Did you peep how Jada Kiss J- Jada Kiss was not only spitting every bar from the lock shit, 
when he starts spitting all the dipset shit just to prove that he didn't need the words with his songs. That right. was the pettiest shit I ever seen. That shit was so there, raw. Man, there was so much to, to there's so many bits and pieces <laughs> of his verses. Like like we could talk about this verses for years to come. Listen, the punchline when Jadakiss said that Freaky uh, Zeke was like the fat dude from Drew Hill. He gets, oh, paid, he, said, he gets paid a lot of money to do nothing. I said, not only did he diss Zeke, but he diss Woody. Like, come on, Woody needs to give him a... No, that's jazz. That's jazz. Jazz, that's what I meant to say, jazz. You know jazz was on there, tell me. You know, he was doing a little shoulder move. He, hey, uh, that was... That was always a fucked up prank that Drew Hill did. Why would y'all make that y'all damn step? What the fuck was that about? You want to know why? I actually have the answer for that. Because jazz, it has something to do with him being a part of the church. He was still, like, doing church stuff and worldly stuff. And oh, so he jumping he in and out. Yeah, and he wasn't comfortable with all the dancing. So they basically had to do, like, a dumbed down, like, two-step, two-step, and that was, like, a thing that was really getting to Cisco and then because, you know, Cisco, he wanted to flip, yeah. jump, pop, 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 like, and drop it, and Jazz, like, nah, Jesus told me to tell me <laughs> what to <laughs> do. That's not what Jesus told me to do. That's not what Jesus said. I didn't know that. That's crazy. <laughs> you know? So when somebody handed Jazz his what would Jesus do bracelet, he said he was two steps. No chill. <laughs> my other favorite punchline, because I tweeted out a bunch of them, was when um, Cameron told the locks, he said, y'all niggas is side pieces because y'all was on everybody's tracks. <laughs> Shady uh, said. That shit was funny. He said. He, Jadakiss was like, start a podcast. No one cares about your opinion. I was. <laughs> he said, start a podcast? He told Cameron to start a podcast. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even catch that one. Dude, I was I here for the payment. Man. That's funny shit. I, I like when, um, I like when, um, when Cap, Cap almost had the crowd back when he could say, y'all only want to do this mixtape shit because y'all ain't got radio hits. Y'all ain't got real hits. I said, damn, okay, Cap. But then yeah. when they played the song, though, they dropped the ball again because he couldn't remember that shit. So he messed it up. <laughs> exactly. Every time he had some momentum going, he dropped the ball, man. It was bad. It was bad. The, the, the uh, the dipset situation, I feel like, you know how you get into an argument with somebody and in the moment you can't even think of any witty comebacks and then you get in a car on a drive home and you're like, damn, uh, I should have said, ah, said that. That's the worst. That's the worst. And you lightweight want to turn around and start an argument all over again. You, <laughs> so you, can get out you, you, gotta at least, you gotta at least call them and get that shit off your chest. You gotta start it up <laughs> somewhere. Or, 
You remember earlier when you were talking about the text message? That's when you send the text message. That's what you say. That's when you say, hey, Squeeze, I know we said we splashed it, but I can't get you off my chest. Like, you remember, da 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 you send that book right there. <laughs> and then if you super petty, you block them so they can't even respond. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's how Dipset was feeling the next today when they woke up. They was like, they was looking back like, damn, we should have said right, this. So we should have played this. Before it started, going into it, who did you have winning? Honestly, it was a toss up for me because I felt like if Dipset was more prepared, they and I knew it was going to be in Madison Square Garden. I felt like if Dipset was more prepared, they really could have moved the crowd. I felt like it could have been neck and neck. So I was conf- because, uh, and I'm telling the guys on the truth because the locks has always been the lyrical. They they always had me with the lyricism, but Dipset, like they always had the party music. So I was just, and I'm I I am a fan of lyricism. But I really like Dipset too. I was hoping Dipset would come out and actually rock the crowd, and they didn't. They disappointed me. But it was like I don't even think. Um, I think that crowd was so bar heavy last night because I think Jada set the narrative so early in the game. Because think about it, Cal got fucking bold in New York City like he's not from New York City. Like, exactly. It was crazy. I never, even if, even if they were leaning one way or the other, I never thought they were boo cam. Uh, actual full fledged boo, get out of here. We don't, yeah. that's crazy to me. Yeah, that's why I said I was highly disappointed in them because I literally, like, normally on these verses, I, I know who I'm for and I stand on it. But this was a versus where I just, I came into it like I know I'm about to be entertained. I, I'm cool with whomever because I rock with both groups and they both hold a special time in my life and growing up. So it could go either way for me. But then this set did what they did. And I was like, what the hell? It's like what you were saying about your favorite athlete. You get you what the hell? I definitely rock with both of them, but I thought this set was going to wash these niggas. I thought yeah. the crowd was going to be more of a commercial radio crowd and they want to hear that Dipset shit and I thought that that was going to get over and I really thought Dipset was going to watch these niggas and it was I mean Jada had a Jada was Jada knew (laughs) and nobody else knew he knew he knew Jada so at the end of the day as we wrap up Jada kids took home the MVP trophy of the night fuck yeah he took home the MVP trophy. The Locks took home the championship award. And okay. I don't even understand why Dipset played the We Ready song because they weren't. Quick, that's a fact. <laughs> but let me ask you this quick question. They on tour, right? Yes. Who closes out the tour? Coming off I, the energy that the Locks oh, just came off of. Because, wait. Isn't state property a part of this show too? State property. Yes, ma'am. Ooh. No. Yes, ma'am. I, uh, uh, now, uh, now, hold on. Now, take out, take uh, out, take out special situations like, for instance, when they go to Philly. We know state property gonna close that show 
because they're right. in Philly. But I'm talking right. about neutral ground. Who closes out the show? Huh. Who's the other act? They got one more act too. Honestly, I, I think the other act. I think the other act should go first. They probably go second, depending. I think they should just alternate until they're like in Philly. Well, that's ultimately that's think, ultimately what they're gonna do. But who you think I like think is, they should for the one big show? For the one you got one big show. It's in Washington D.C. None of them from D.C. So it's a neutral ground. Yeah. Um. You gotta okay. put the lineup together for one show. Who closes? I think that if it's DC, because DC is like a house music type scene, I think that it should be Dipset because they're a little more hype. Honestly, I get that. I think if it's DC, because um, DC they're, they're, the they're more like they're more like hype. If it's West Coast, it's the locks. If it's Midwest, I think it's the locks too, because I, it's really if it's Midwest, yeah. But I think Dipset over in Ohio more than more than the locks are. It depends, but yeah. But see, I don't. Cause I don't know. This is we'll look. This is a whole other topic, but I don't yeah, understand right. why we, people we didn't talk about it. Wait, no. I was gonna say was I don't understand. Why, we're in Northeast Ohio. We're not even in the Midwest. I don't know why people think Cleveland is the Midwest when we're not. We're like, not. We're really that. not. We're more East we Coast than nowhere anything. We're near the Midwest. I really wish people would stop calling us that. It's like we're not. We're Northeast. But anyway, how long though? How long? Because I even think, beyond I, that, you know even, I, even beyond I, that, because if you go to Cincinnati. Then all of a sudden you're in the fucking south somehow. Exactly. Like, <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about that real quick. I want people to as as messed up as it is here when it comes to voting. I really want people to respect the size of the state of Ohio and understand the four points of Ohio are in three different directions. Okay. They are. There's though. a. You know, Cincinnati, it's like when people think of Ohio, like, oh, the Midwest. It's like you do realize that people that live in Cincinnati are nowhere near the Midwest. People who live in Cleveland are in Northeast. Like, they don't understand. We can get on a plane and be in Baltimore in 45 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. we are a drive away from New York. We're a drive away from Philly. We're an hour and a half from Pittsburgh. Like, we're not in the Midwest. Okay? At all, though. At all. They made the Midwest region, you know what it is? It's the fucking leftovers. Like, everything else was established. And then they said, well, this shit is the Midwest. How the hell does the Midwest stretch from Ohio to Colorado? Like, yeah, really? Exactly. Really? But look, I got this, this uh, meme that I screenshot, and it's the map of the United States. And it has California, New York, uh, Georgia, Florida, Texas, and then the Texas. middle part says it's in the middle part says everything else. That's all that because that, that shit is just leftovers. <laughs> Whatever yeah. these niggas, they live there. Exactly, <laughs> they live somewhere in this mid, mid region. But I always wonder, like, how are we the Midwest, and so is Colorado, and so is Kansas. So is St. Louis. Like how? So are is Wyoming. So is exactly. Oh, this is a big ass region with exactly. a few people. There ain't hardly nobody still. Exactly. Like, did you guys even look at the map? 
But that's like too much because people don't even they don't even read or spell or use punctuation nah, on social media. So nah, nah, how do they even expect them to look at a map and understand the placement of states? Okay, people you still didn't think that. that did you? I didn't, especially okay, people who, especially when people still think that Africa is <laughs> a country and not a continent. Oh, that's, that hurts. That hurts to hear that somebody waving. But you know what? I had a dumb moment. I had a dumb moment. I once thought Jamaica was in Africa. So, whatever. So, guys, yeah. this has been Welcome to Creams World Wednesdays. <laughs> I'm glad so you sad, found man. your way, Squeeze. I'm glad you found your way. It was, it, was, it was sad. It was sad. Oh, my God. But, you know... Just to give you the benefit of the doubt, like in America, we definitely weren't taught about uh, black countries. Nah, the I thought black we, people were Africa and the United States, and that was it. Yeah, like we didn't, they didn't really talk this about Jamaica or Haiti. And when you thought, well, when they did talk this about Jamaica, it was like vacation. It wasn't yeah, like yeah. Jamaica as a whole and like people. We they never talked about Haiti. And when they would talk this about Africa, it was in a negative way. So, you know what I mean? And they never, like, stressed the different countries that made up the continent of Africa. It was like Africa, kind of like how they do the Midwest, Midwest, you know? Yeah. Like, that's how they treat the continent of Africa. It's like Africa, what are you, Africa? Africa, the other niggas over here in the Midwest. That's how they treat us, man. They don't give a damn. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's basically how Jada, Jada Kiss and the Lock treated the diplomats. Disrespecting <laughs> 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 niggas. <laughs> he said, y'all niggas is from the Midwest over there. Oh, somewhere. man. Thank you, Jada. Thank you, Jada. Because I remember that man. for a long time. Man, listen, I really appreciate Jada Kiss and the Locks. I really appreciate Dipset for even playing along, but you know what? To wrap that up, I really appreciate the way they ended the show because they understood the responsibility that they had with the emotions yeah. that they gave to the crowd. Had and to clear they, that up. They cleared the air. They, they did. They lowered the emotions, and they told everybody, let's do, you know, peace up, two fingers to come together. We're leaving here and going home the same way we got here. Yeah. We did this to entertain you guys. We love each other. We respect each other. We're about to go on tour. Don't take this right. energy back home with you or outside of here and end up in jail. And I really wish that a lot of younger, like I said, this was a show for a lot of younger artists to take notes because there have been so many killings with these younger artists. There have been so many shootings at shows and clubs and things like that. And I feel like artists, these younger artists, don't understand the responsibility that they have when it comes to what happens when their show ends, when their club appearances end. And if they understood the power that they had and the responsibility that they have to end their show like that, we could all feel comfortable about going to hip-hop shows again. Man. That's that's so true, and I, and I, I think it was important that they ended that way too. So the the nine the true nine hip hop heads that were watching, they could understand that this is how we operate because right. the thriller the 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 thriller staff, you can tell the difference between 
the 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 the, the hip hop staff and the the garden staff and the chiller staff because all them motherfuckers were terrified, man. They were scared as hell. They were scared. scared as hell. Did you see Michael Buffer? He was fucking terrified. Yes, he was. He was scared <laughs> as hell. And look, that's what I put up there. Because Chiller kept saying, okay, guys, just, <laughs> we're about to shut the show down. Cameron was like, no, you said, you're right. Look, this is, this is what's funny. The, one, the part that they came together was agreed that the show was not over. You ain't cutting the show off, brother. We may be going at it, but what we do stand together on is you not cutting the show. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. I was talking about you can get nobody to move. Like, niggas didn't want to move off the stage. They threatened to shut the show down. The locks didn't move. Dipset didn't move. The fans didn't move. Nobody knew, like, nobody believed nobody. that this shit was over. Nobody. Like, <laughs> Those white people said, who are these black people? Who are these black people? We're white. We're white. And we said, this is what the state. Dude actually comes, squeeze. He became unprofessional. Dude was like, get the fuck off. He was like this. I heard that shit, man. He said, guys. Guys, guys, <laughs> you have one minute to get the fuck off this stage. Get, off this, get the fuck off this stage. Oh, <laughs> man. Everybody was sitting there like, I, who the hell? Who the fuck is this nigga, man? Exactly. Right, right. I'll move with Karen say something, but nigga, other than exactly. that, I mean... Listen, white people, they, they don't like these, they don't like us new black people because we just nah. got bigger. We but even then though, even then, if we had, if they, like you said, they had to have that responsibility to close that show all right because that crowd, they were split and them, them niggas would have a different energy walking out them doors. So oh, yeah. this, oh, yeah. this looked like they wasn't having fun for a while. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. Because remember when they made, when uh, Dude was like, was it Cam? He was like, Jada, hug Jewel so the crowd can, he said, hug Jewel right. so the dudes can get off the stage. Right, I right. He literally has to hug for the dudes to get off the stage. That's right. crazy. And Styles that's and Cam. Said. I think it was Styles yeah, and Cam was, or was Styles and Jewel. Okay, yeah, it was Styles and Jewel that hugged. Yeah. But, that's what I'm saying. Like they understood the responsibility that they had because they realized yeah, how that. much they re- they realized how much energy they then the vibes they had pushed off on the crowd. So I'm like, see, this is these are real these are real MCs. These are real hip hop artists. They understand their status. They understand their influence, and they used it to put on a, a show, and then they used it to make sure everybody got home the way they were right. supposed to get home. So I really appreciated that. Thank you to Diddy, because uh, I know Ciroc is a part of this, Triller, Timbaland, Swiss Beat, anybody that had anything to do with prolonging the show, however much money that cost them to keep the show going. Like, I know that cost some money, but, I mean, this was for hip-hop. This was for the culture, and was, I'm glad they started I, Versus. I know when my money is spent, but it was worth it. <laughs> exactly. It was worth all the Usher books. That I have. <laughs> oh shit! Got us a bus still. Got to spend no good. Hell 
I spent the last night on verses. <laughs> but I really appreciate you for coming on to this episode of Welcome to Creamsboro Wednesday. Oh, talk about no the, doubt, models, the baby T.I. Boosie uh, versus battle. Like, this was fun. I really appreciate it. Like, I called I you really, clutch and you came through. I really hope we do this again, man. This was dope, man. A shout out to everybody who was out there rocking with us. Uh, please support the movement because it's moving. Listen, I understand that um this is my outro time, so I'm just gonna take it, man. You feel me? Uh, support Big Squeeze. Support everything that got to do with Big Squeeze. Control chaos. Um, anything you see with my homegirl Cream, that you know I'm affiliated. So support that, and make sure you follow Big Squeeze and Big Squeeze three eight nine um on Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine, man. Yeah, man. Everything that Big Squeeze says, if you can't remember that, just Google Big Squeeze. Google yeah, Big is. Squeeze and everything will come. Or follow me, follow the station, because <laughs> Big Squeeze, like he said, he's affiliated with everything that I do. And yeah, one thing it. that I can say, one thing that I can say on a serious tip, like I know Squeeze and I joke a lot, and it's hard to tell when we're being serious and when we're joking around, but I really, right now, I'm taking a serious moment. There are not many people that I can trust, especially in this industry, especially in Cleveland, Ohio. But what I will say is if I hit Squeeze up nine times out of ten, I know Squeeze is going to tell me yes. And I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. And for those of you that are listening, he has a champion belt on his shoulder. Because we got visual, but some people might be listening. That clank, 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 those are not his Soldier Boy chains. (laughs) That's the best. That's the best. I took the soldier boy chains off with a visual. Yeah, they like they gonna look at that one. Look like no, don't fake, don't fake. <laughs> clank, 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 clank. But again, though, I really appreciate you, Big Squeeze. This was no doubt, fun. I'm, I'm a night owl. For those of you that don't know, it's oh, 12.44 a.m. And we're up. We're talking like it's 12.44 in the afternoon. I don't think he'll be this jolly if it was the afternoon. I'm about to go smoke and play the game, man. I'm up, man. I'm about to uh, edit this. <laughs> and I'm about to I'm about to edit this and post some pictures I took today. So Word up. Y'all make sure you like my pictures. But thank you, Big Squeeze. Oh, I really appreciate oh, it. I got you, man. I got I might make you my no, partner. I don't care about the podcast. You was kind of looking good tonight, though. I'm going I'm to like them pictures. I, man, okay, it's, thank it's you. Rare, it's rare. It's rare that you, you know what I'm saying, look nice. So I just wanted to give you your props, man. And I just had a serious moment giving you my thank you speech, and you end the show with this. I was just, I was just telling my opinion, man. You know, my bad. That is what I brought you here for, isn't it? <laughs> you just, you just don't be mad at the facts, man. You know, you know, I gave you, I gave you a oh few props God. on the way. I, I gave you some props. Oh my God, please! Don't you have a game to attend to? I do. The champ is out. <laughs> All right, please. Thank you so much. And again, guys, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there's going to be more coming. We appreciate your time. Enjoy your night. This is Cream, a.k.a. Miss 
cream of the crop, and this has been an, another episode of Welcome to Cream's World Wednesdays. <laughs>